welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Well, it is great to be in church, and I'll never forget the first couple of times that I walked into church. Um, it was out at Erina, and years ago, uh, many years ago, we uh, had a church at Erina. It wasn't actually C3 church back then. It was a different church, and, and I'll never forget coming into church those first few times. I had some expectations, some mindsets about what, what it should have been like, and what, what happened was... Um, one of my friends committed suicide and I was about 22 at the time and um, what, ha- what else happened was I was, I was going out with this girl and we were, in- we were engaged and you don't need to go there but uh, we sort of have but um, we, um, we-, we just went through this season where there was lots of turmoil and-, and I went down to East Gosford, I went down to the AFL field one day and, and I-, I was... I was- Brought up in spring, like in this area, I went to Gosford Primary, Henry Kendall, um, and then and had got stuck into some drugs. And when when I was about seventeen, um, one of my mates was killed in a car accident. And I went through this season for about five years, where a group of us we were just didn't know really what we were doing. We were a bit reckless, um, and we we just got stuck in this this scene. And I, I ended up, you know, on the outside everything was okay. I was playing first grade football. I was working two jobs, but on the inside everything was not okay. And when my friend did this. I went down there and I just um, sparked up like I usually would. And, and I looked up into the sky and I said, God, if you're there, I need to know who you are. And I don't know why I said that. And I don't know why it happened. But I was there. And the next thing I knew, I was driving along and there's this guy hitchhiking. And, uh, and I picked him up and I had an old Volkswagen combi camper van. Uh, and it used to break down all the time. Uh, and I had fun with it, but it drove me nuts. Uh, anyway, got rid of that one day. But, but I picked him up and I, I dropped him off at church. And I just thought it was so strange that this guy was hitchhiking to church this day. Um, what a weird thing to do, really. Um, and so, yeah, hitchhiking to church. Anyway, so I dropped him off and he witnessed to me for one, the two kilometers that I dropped, took him to church. And... And he told me about how God had set him free from heroin. And that really appealed to me. Um, and, um, and I just thought that was bizarre. I thought it was really strange. What? what, what? God set you free from heroin? And, and I knew that, that heroin was, was like a serious drug. I, thought, I knew uh, never been there, but I, I'd seen some people that were there. And, and um, I knew that just didn't happen. Uh, anyway, I just sort of looked and I just saw these people and I just thought, oh, yeah, whatever. But when I left for the next few weeks, it just sort of stuck in my head um, about what this guy said. So and anyway, eventually I just went, all right, I'm just going to go and have a look. Just temptation got the better of me. I was just so curious. I just went, I'm going to go and have a look. And I arrived there and I thought, wow, I'm here. Um, but now I've actually got to walk in the front door. Um, and I, I don't know if these people are freaks. I don't know if they're just religious. I, I just, I'm just thinking, what am I going to do? Anyway, this guy was there, and he just said to me, oh, how you going, mate? You, you coming to church? And I said, yeah, I was thinking of coming to church. And he goes, all right, we'll come in. And so I, I went in, 
and sat there and I was expecting some sort of religious pomp. I was expecting a bloke wearing a robe. I was expecting some guy who's dressed up like father and then, uh, you, you know, dressed up like mother and want to be called father. I was expecting some sort of confused religious experience. And the, the, they just seemed like normal people. And they were just really kind to me. And I felt God's peace that day. And I didn't know that I felt his peace. But in that place, I felt his peace. So what I did was I left and I didn't go back for a while because, you know, I just didn't really know if I should. And I was in the habit of actually playing football on a Sunday afternoon and then drinking beer after the game, which is a culture uh, in a lot of sport. And, uh, and we used to do that. And so I'd been in that for a long time. And so I hadn't... Uh, and so I... Um, one, af- one afternoon, I quickly left the game uh, and got out of there before the beers got, got open and went to church. And, and when I walked in, I felt that peace again and, and, uh, and haven't stopped going since. And, and, uh, and yeah, and, and I just, I'll never forget the peace of God in, in those moments, in those days when God just said, you asked for it, this is who I am, and do you want this? And, and I... Uh, later that, that Sunday night, just got down on my knees and went, God, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a go because every time I have a go, it just seems to fail. And, and uh, yeah, and, and then I said to him, okay, now can you set me free from this drug addiction? And that happened uh, pretty much instantly, which was really bizarre and a, a fantastic experience. But no one can take that away from me. And I'll always remember those moments of walking into church and coming into church and feeling God's presence. And you can have that every week. You come to church, you can come into church and tune the part of you that's designed to tune in, tune it into God. Tune it into him and be aware that God is good. And God is good. God loves you. And that was like 18 years ago, I think. Uh, And yeah, it's been an awesome ride ever since. And there's been some fantastic things. And God, God is there. God is always there and for you. This, this month, we are looking at words of wisdom, so Proverbs. And Proverbs is in the Bible between the book of Revelation and Genesis, back to front. Uh, it's between Genesis and Matthew. No, it's between Psalms and Ecclesiastes. And great book. Uh, and early on in advice that I was given uh, was to read the Bible. Read the Bible. There you go. You've heard it here. Uh, read the Bible and read, read a lot of the New Testament, read the Old Testament, but like all, all the time, uh, and read Psalms, always have a Psalm going on and always have something in Proverbs going on. And read it, not just, you know, read it all, you know, and always Old Testament, a lot of New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs. And, and that was great advice uh, when I was a young Christian. And so always trying to flick through something in Proverbs and, and have it alive and have it fresh. So read Proverbs this month, get into it. Um, it is a good read. It is about moral instruction. That's its chief purpose. And it was mainly written by Solomon about 940 BC. There's a couple other guys in there. Lemuel and Agur are sort of have a bit at the end. But mainly written by King Solomon. King Solomon was the third king of Israel, King David's successor, and he succeeded into a season of peace in the nation of Israel. And he inherited uh, a really rich nation at the time. And he was still young. And God appears to him. And God appears to him in a dream. And he says to him, Solomon, ask me. Ask me. What do you want? 
What a thing for God to say. What do you want? Imagine if God said that to you. What would you come back with? Where's my list? Where's, oh, I want this thing and that thing and all these things. What do you want? And, God, and Solomon says to God, he says, these people are so vast and so numerous. Who am I to lead these people? Give me a discerning heart to govern your people with wisdom. And God is just blown away by that request. And he says, I'm going to make you the wisest person that ever lived. And because you've asked for wisdom and you haven't asked for the death of your enemies, you haven't asked for riches and you haven't asked for a long life, I'm going to give you all those as well. I'm going to give it all to you. And so Solomon, you read the, the, in 1 Kings through Solomon, and he's a seriously wealthy guy and seriously wise. And so he writes all Proverbs and songs, and some of them make the Bible and make Proverbs, and some of it in Ecclesiastes later. And, and, uh, and they're there to give us instruction, moral instruction to live well. So things like... Plans fail for lack of counsel, but when with many advisors they succeed. It's relevant today. It was written 940 BC. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. There's so much stuff right through the book. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. It's a solid read. That's really good advice. That's really good advice to put into practice. And so many themes right through the book of Proverbs, themes of righteousness, but wickedness or foolishness, themes about dealing with anger, about divine knowledge, about temptation, foolishness, um, generosity, training children, laziness or being a sluggard. Solid word, that's sluggard. Um, about scoffers and not dealing with them. and so, so much instruction, so much wisdom for us to apply to our daily lives. The 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 key theme through the whole book of Proverbs is wisdom, is wise. The word wisdom or wise appears 85 times and it also goes along with the theme of the fear of the Lord. I feel like I'm a bit off center. I'm talking to you guys but you guys are a little bit further away. So the key theme for, for us in Proverbs is wisdom and the simplicity of it is incredible and the simplicity of it of wisdom is just to know the right thing to know the truth and then to do it to know God's way and to live it it's having the experience the knowledge and good judgment and then the practical application of that experience that knowledge and good judgment and God wants you to have wisdom he wants you to know what is wise and he wants you to make wise choices and so he gives it all to us. So if you didn't know that it was there, it's there. You can read it now. So let's read in Proverbs uh, in chapter 1. Thank you. All right, these are the, the wise sayings of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king. Written down so we'll know how to live well and right. To understand what life means and where it's going. A manual for living, for learning what's right and just and fair. To teach the inexperienced the ropes and give our young people a grasp on reality. There's something here also for seasoned men and women. Still a thing or two for the experienced to learn 
fresh wisdom to probe and penetrate the rhymes and reasons of wise men and women. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. And I just want to point out just a couple of things for us today, for this year, moving forward, that God wants you to do well. He wants you to have an understanding and he wants you to be wise, to live it out. And so the first thing that I want us to notice is that it starts with God. Start with God. Verse 7, start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. And bowing down to God. What does that mean? Does it mean doing this? Bowing down to you now, God. What's next? Maybe sometimes you have to get down on your knees, but it's not so much a physical bowing down, or, but it's a surrender on the inside. Surrendering your heart, surrendering your dreams and your desires, surrendering your will to God's will. And that is one thing that Jesus shows us in his life. He surrendered from heaven and he came to earth as a baby. The king of heaven, baby Jesus. Such a surrender, so far down from heaven to earth. He surrendered to his parents. When he was young, he was known to be wise and he had favor with people as a young boy, but he, he committed to, to surrendering to his parents' will and he did what they wanted him to do. He surrendered himself to John the Baptist in a baptism of repentance. He, he just, his whole life was this life of surrendering and he shows us the way to live it. He didn't just tell it, he lived it. Example, he surrendered to John the Baptist. The amazing thing about that is that why is the perfect saviour of the world having to surrender in a baptism of repentance. He's got nothing to repent of. But he shows us the way to go, so he does it. And he gets down into the water, and he comes down. He surrendered to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit led him out into the desert. He surrendered himself to his disciples, and he washed their feet. And then he surrendered himself to every all the angry people, the mob. He surrendered himself to the Romans, to the, the Roman guards who whipped him and flogged him. And he surrendered himself to death for our sins, to take away his sins, and he surrendered. And it starts in your heart. It starts, wisdom starts, the wisdom of God, hear this, starts with your heart condition. Starts with it, okay, God, not my way, but I'll give it a go. It's as simple as that. And that's where wisdom starts. And you might have some areas of your life where you need to give it over this year. You need to let some things go and surrender to God and hand over the steering, hand it over to God. Let him steer the ship. It's easy to steer when everything's going sweet. It's easy to steer when there's just a light zephyr on the waters. It's just a nice warm breeze. But it's not so easy to go for God when it's up and down. And life, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And there's some weird expectation in our culture, in Australian culture, that everything should be good all the time. And when things go bad, something's wrong. It's like, oh, welcome to life. <laughs> welcome to life. And Jesus offers, you know, to be there with us, to steer the ship in those seasons. And that is wisdom. If you'll surrender, the first step, start with God. First step is bowing down in your heart. And Jesus said, if you hang on to your life, 
you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it again. And so first thing, surrender to God. The, the next thing I, I just want to point out is that God wants you to have wisdom. And he, it's not hard to find. Wisdom is not beyond you. The wisdom of God is not beyond you. And there are two kinds of wisdom. There's the cultural ideals and beliefs that we live in here in Australia. And they change. They change through the generations. And they change through whatever culture and country you go to. A hundred years ago, the culture was to wear a top hat. No one wears a top hat anymore. But a hundred years ago, they, everyone you wouldn't go out of the house without your hat on, without that top hat, little funny top hat. And that was the culture of the day, true. Imagine all the men here wearing top hats. You'd just be, who are these guys? These are the top hat church. There was a guy in that time called Reese Howells. And Reese Howells lived in England, and he was an amazing prayer. Read it. It's for you. Reese Howells. There you go. And Reese Howells, one day God said to him, I don't want you to wear your hat. And he was really embarrassed and really ashamed. Imagine that. He's really embarrassed, sort of ashamed. But he was learning about being obedient to God. And he was sort of this young guy, and he had to go from one city to another city and everyone was looking at him because it was against the culture but the culture in the kingdom is to do what God says so he was just learning it's just a random thing in his book if you read about Reese, he he's actually he actually interceded right through the second world war and saw some amazing miracles this guy but God taught him several steps early on and one of them was surrender and he did it by he did it by obedience by saying, don't wear your hat. So he stopped wearing his hat in a culture where everyone wore their hat and the culture in the kingdom was to be obedient to God. So he, he travels from one place to another without his hat on. He, felt, he said he felt naked. He felt, uh, he felt embarrassed. And when he got there, the guy, he, the guy said to him, where's your hat, Reese? And he said, God told me not to wear it. And all they could do was laugh. And so that just sort of broke that um, embarrassment off him. But that was the culture of the time. And the kingdom culture is, is not like worldly culture kingdom culture is always for us it's, it, it doesn't change right through the generations right through 940 bc right through always kingdom culture and we have an open heaven over us of the kingdom culture and god wants you to have kingdom culture but he doesn't want you to be so far up there that you're not down here and some of the readings in proverbs are just so naturally basic for us so that we can be wise in the world but not be of it and that's what God wants he wants you to have the wisdom of the kingdom to live well here but not be worldly but be kingdomly in the world and so wisdom is not hard to find and God wants you to have wisdom and the Bible says in Proverbs 1 20, the call of wisdom out in the open wisdom calls aloud she raises her voice in the public square on top of the wall she cries out at the city gates she makes her speech so she's out there this lady wisdom the wisdom of god and there's actually three voices in the beginning of proverbs there's the voice of wisdom there's the voice of folly she's also out there foolishness and then there's the voice of the father and the voice of the father says listen to wisdom and the voice of wisdom pretty much says, come and find me. I'll bless you. I'll make it work for you. I'll help you out. Riches are at the end. 
grace and rubies around your neck and all kinds of... Folly just says, come my way, we're going to have a party. Don't worry about that. Come my way, we're going we're to go here, we're going to steal this, we're going to do that. Just live by desire. And, and she's fooling us. But wisdom is not hard to find. The Father will point her out and you will find her as you just live your life. Uh, and it's so important to tune into the Father of God because he wants to build kingdom wisdom in each one of you. And each one of you is set up to live in kingdom culture and to know who God is because wisdom isn't about being wise. It's about knowing the Father and knowing what he's like and then experiencing his goodness and experiencing answered prayer and saying after you get answered prayer, well, God did it that time. He's going to do it again this time. I came into a job once and I just needed a solution and I told the client I was going to deliver and I had a space. And I'm thinking, what is going to fit in here to make kids play and to make this client happy? How do I make this compliant? How does this work? So I just stood there and said to God, God, show me how this works. And I started to see mounds and tunnels and slides and and areas of of different colour and all this stuff opened up for me. And that was early on. So every time I go into a space now, and I'm amazed at how many playgrounds have long narrow spaces or wide spaces or open spaces, just how different spaces are and how much they want to fit in there. And every time I just, because he did it once before, I know he's going to do it again. And some of these spaces are incredible. And playgrounds have gone to a new level. I'm, I'm just telling you. It wasn't like when we were kids and I don't know who, I'm, I suppose I'm talking to you guys, Dale, you're about you're my age. Um, you know, you had a swing set and if you came off, you winded yourself on the dirt. Not these days. You come off and you've got to bounce five times and go, yay! Softball. I mean, it's a beautiful product. I love it. Put some in my backyard just because I had to. Just couldn't help myself. So, wisdom, it's, it's not hard to find and God wants you to experience it and then experience it again and experience his grace and, and then more grace and it's the principles of the kingdom. And, and I liken it to this. It's like playing hide and seek with a four-year-old, with a four-year-old. And my particular four-year-old and my, my nine-year-old, my, Mia and Ruth and Grace, we like to, they love playing hide and seek. And so what we do is they hide and I find them. And it's that simple. And they have different versions of it. And there's only so many places in the house where you can hide, so it's pretty easy to find them. And so... Grace, you, just, you can always find her first because she hides and she gets so excited that she yells out, I'm over here. I'm here. Yay. And so you've got to sort of ignore her, find the other two. And, oh, look, I found you. Oh, she's funny, man. So we're playing hide and seek. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. And, and I, we're playing a different version of it. And I actually have to hide with her. And the whole time I'm like, shh, be quiet. Settle down going to find us be quiet shut up quiet (laughs) and she's just so excited they're coming (laughs) she's looking out you know like you can just find her every time and that's that's like wisdom is 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 right in your face and it's for you to 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 get more mature in god and to know that he is good and he is good don't you worry about that you can build trust and build in wisdom always in wisdom and The thing that I want you to hear here is if any of you lacks wisdom, James 1 verse 5, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And that's what Solomon did. We learn anything. Ask for good things 
And we have this idea in prayer, and it's good because there's a scripture, and it, and it says, you have not because you ask not. And so you get a lot of people asking for stuff. And you know what? It's okay to ask for stuff. It's, it's actually okay. Sometimes you have to ask for those material things that you need and those material things that you want. You can put them out there. But God loves it when you ask for wise stuff, when you ask for kingdom stuff, when you ask for what does grace mean? You know what? He's, he's just going to get so excited because people talk about grace and they talk about living or they talk about hope and they talk about love and we sing about love and we talk about faith. But how many of you right now don't really know what some of those things are or you have a limited understanding or what is your understanding in that? Because God wants to give you full understanding of what faith is, of what grace is, of what hope is. All these things are supposed to be living living on the inside of you. And you go after those things. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom and all that other stuff will be added to you. And you, just, you, you want to live an added life where God just brings things in and he adds things to you and he blesses you. And that's what happened to Solomon. He asked for wisdom and God gave him all the stuff because he had the character to carry it. He, he sort of lost his way at the end. He's had far too many wives, unfortunately. If you read about Solomon, a thousand's probably a bit too many. One's probably enough. Uh, and in the end of his life, they actually turned his heart away. So where he was so wise, he was actually foolish in the end. And the sad thing was that his son didn't follow the Lord. Uh, uh, it was just, you know, just after King David. What a strange, amazing thing. But, you know, in his wisdom, he was foolishness. But God will give you wisdom. And Smith Wigglesworth, the famous, amazing Jesus man, what else do you call him? You can't call him a Christian. doesn't cut it. Jesus, man, would do it. And the guy, you know, is this incredible miracles? Read about Smith Wigglesworth if you ever get it. But he said this. He said, God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. So we've got to get our balance right and ask God for God things. And what are you asking for? What are you asking for? Are you asking for it? Are you, what are you asking for? Are you, you, want to be a, you want to be a better husband? You want to be a better wife? You want to have... You want to be better in whatever you're studying. You want to learn numbers better, Janelle. You want to know numbers. You, you want to be better with your kids. You want to be a, more patient with your kids. You, what, are you, what are you asking for? You, you need wisdom for the health issues that you've got at the moment. You need God's grace. You need to chart the course there. You need wisdom to make wise choices with your staff or uh, with, with the time that you have. You need to make wise choices. You've got one go. One. God wants you to do well. He wants you to know him. He wants you to have deep understanding. And you ask him to deal with the circumstances. Ask him to show you the way to go with whatever difficulty, with whatever desire, with whatever business, with whatever you're dealing with. He will show you. It's a given. He will show you the way to go. Tune, tune into it. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And really, you have got to surrender first. You know, you've got to come back to that one to get that one. That makes sense. Heart open to God. All right, the second thing I want you to notice in this Wisdom is not hard to find and God wants you to have wisdom. Is that Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, Walk with the wise 
and become wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Walk with the wise. Walk with the wise and become wise. This is a wise place. Why is this a wise place? Not because we're wise, but because God is here and because he is good. I'm really not that smart, to be honest. I make foolish choices, I wouldn't say all the time, but every now and then. And I could slap myself more times than I could slap someone else. I'm really not that smart. But you think I'm awesome, don't you? Okay, I'm pretty smart. Pretty. Can we raise the bar a bit? Because I'm talking myself down. Can you talk me up? If you talk me up, I will feel awesome. Oh, back to, right. Um, so, but God is, God is. And so walk with the wise and become wise. A person who wants to get into something, they do a traineeship. They go and study numbers. They do a bit of time. It's not probably going to happen straight away. But if you're around certain people, you will pick up the influence of those people. If I want my guys, the staff that I employ, to do well, I go and work with them. I get inside their heads. I see where their thoughts are at. And I just encourage them and show them what to do. And then they become good at laying rubber and laying synthetic grass and whatever else I'm trying to train them to do. They get wisdom in that area. You want to get the wisdom of God? Hang around godly people. How hard? Can it be? How hard can it be? You want to know who God is? Invite Chris and Ruth over for dinner. Or Dale and Aaron. They're lovely people. Invite, go for dinner, go to a connect group. Come to church. How, How hard can it be? Walk with the wise and become wise. Jesus walked with those disciples and then... What happened was Jesus left, he gave them the Holy Spirit and they started doing all the miracles that he was doing and what happened was the Pharisees looked over and said, these guys have done an amazing miracle. They've just made a guy who's been blind since birth see and they were the guys that were with Jesus. They were the guys that walked with him. They were the guys that followed him around. Walk with the wise and become wise. That's why church is so important. It's important to be in discipleship that's what it's called where God's making us a little bit more like Jesus every day people often think about the call of God well I'm going to go and be a missionary or I'm going to go and do this thing or and there might be some gifts or whatever involved but really God's will God's plan for you is to be like Jesus and that is discipleship is being like him and then living it out and Jesus is really really smart I don't know if you realize this, but he is really smart, like the smartest ever, ever. Serious wisdom there. And very simple wisdom too. They always trying to trap him, always trying to catch him out. They could never catch him out in one of their arguments, not one. And he always had just a simple answer, just a foundational, just a foundation answer, just boom. And then they were silenced and they went away. They bring Jesus, a lady caught in adultery. And the penalty is we're going to stone this lady. The law of Moses. This is the right thing to do. The law of Moses we're going to stone this woman. What do you say, Jesus? And they just think they've got him. They think he can't get out of this one. 
Of all the others, he, can, he can't, we've got her. I don't know where the guy is. This is a strange one, but we've got her because it's the same penalty for him. Um, but he just doesn't even really focus on them or what they're talking about because he's not about that. He's about righteousness. And so he just says, well, whoever's without sin, throw the first stone. And, and he, what a smart answer. What an answer. What a wise answer. We just overlook that kind of thinking. So walk with the wise and become wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. And wisdom says in Proverbs 8 verse 20, I traverse in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. And this is the way. The way of Christ is the way of righteousness in the path of justice. So read Proverbs this month. Why don't we stand? I'm going to close the service now. But remember, it starts with God surrendering to him. And it doesn't have to be a massive thing. It can just be as simple as, God, I need to know who you are. That's where it starts. Wisdom is not hard to find. So wherever you're getting challenged at the moment, whatever you, God's got a way. Where you don't have a way, where you don't have a passion, where you can't see, God can see. He sees everything. So ask him for wisdom. Be around people. Ask people for wisdom. What do you think about this decision? What do you think about that thing? There's a way of God for you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.